It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How much cap space is left for the Edmonton Oilers and what can they do with it? We will talk about that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden, as mentioned on today's episode, with the deals the Oilers made yesterday, they still have a little bit of cap space. So how much do they have? What is workable for the Oilers? And who might be on their way out to bring in more players? We will talk about that in just a second, but also on today's episode, another team who's been tinkering around their squad quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. The Toronto Maple Leafs are in town for a big-time matchup. Connor McDavid versus Austin Matthews. This matchup is going to be massive. So we will preview that game a little later on. And we will wrap up with the ghost of Oilers Pass. And this one isn't too long ago and used to play with an Edmonton Oilers superstar. There is your hint for today. Thank you for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get Started And where we are going to get started is with a little bit of the future for the Edmonton Oilers. As yesterday, the Edmonton Oilers traded Yesapoli RV to the Carolina Hurricanes for uh, prospect Patrick Pustola. And then later on, five hours later, the Edmonton Oilers would send 2022 first-round pick Reed Schaefer, defenseman Tyson Berry, a 2023 first-round pick, and a 2024 fourth-round pick. And now with those deals being completed, the Edmonton Oilers, with 21 players on their roster, they have a salary cap space, or cap space, of $450,000 with 21 players. If the Edmonton Oilers were to send down Devin Shore right now to the AHL, that is $850,000 off of the books. The Edmonton Oilers with 20 players on their roster would have a grand total of $1.3 million. Now, yesterday I did say it could get up to 1.5. I'm unsure how Puckpedia is able to get there. But right now, with Devin Shore in the AHL, he's not right now. But if the Edmonton Oilers were to send Devin Shore to Bakersfield, the Edmonton Oilers would have $1.3 million. So, what does that mean? The first thing is, is that let's start to break down a little bit who else may be going out. Now... Bob Stoffer and Frank Saravalli have both said today that this is not going to be all for the Edmonton Oilers. Frank Saravalli even said there may be up to two uh, other trades for the Edmonton Oilers, so we shall see what else comes down the pipeline. But either way, if the Edmonton Oilers are acquiring another player, more than likely 
another player is going to be have is going to have to be shipped out. Uh, excuse me, by the Edmonton Oilers. So. What are those options? The first option is Warren Fogle, who's been playing pretty well recently, has three goals in his last three, actually, I believe four goals now in his last four games. Uh, that was a stat for a pregame, um, which he ended up scoring. But uh, he sits at a $2.75 million cap hit, which would, which would be... There we go. Words are fun today. Uh, which would be a pretty nice offloading for the Edmonton Oilers, considering they already sit at a 1.3. Clearing up an extra $2.75 million in a trade would really open up a potential deal here. Speaking of opening up a potential deal, this kind of goes into a, a haphazard or, or a crazy idea that I might have. But Kyler Yamamoto currently sits with a $3.1 million contract. There's been a lot of talk on whether or not teams are interested in him. Heard Nashville was interested in him. We obviously see that they didn't take the pass on him as well. But uh, with Kyler Yamamoto and that $3.1 million contract, pair that with the $1.3 million that the Edmonton Oilers already have, that's pretty close to the $4.6 million that Jacob Chikrin is already making. But we'll get to that a little later on. The third player and final player on the Edmonton Oilers roster that I think could be a little expendable for the Oilers, especially with the acquisition of Matthias Ekholm, is Cody Ceci. Cody Ceci sits at a $3.25 million cap hit. And right now, with the three players between Warren Fogle, Kyler Yamamoto, and Cody Ceci, all three of those players match up to a $9.1 million cap hit. I'm not saying you add all three players into a trade unless you're getting Eric Carlson. But, and I'm not saying they are either, but... That makes for a little more movement for the Edmonton Oilers. The fact that you can also bring in Matthias Ekholm makes Cody Ceci a little more uh, accessible for other teams. Uh, other uh, potential trade pieces for the Oilers include uh, the 2023 second and third round pick, the 2024 first and second round pick, and the 2025 first round pick as well. Now for the Edmonton Oilers, some potential targets. As mentioned, Jacob Chikrin, I still think there is an off chance the Edmonton Oilers could get Jacob Chikrin. I think the price, as we get closer to the deadline, is going to get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And I think the Edmonton Oilers, especially with those pieces that we just mentioned, might be able to swing something here. They didn't send everything for Ekholm. I think that's uh, an important thing to remember. Also, breaking news, just as we finish recording, I, I realize that I've already spoken about him right now, but Jacob Chikrin has been traded to the Ottawa Senators. This is fresh. It is breaking. Three draft picks are heading Ottawa's way. This is as we're finishing recording right now, so uh, disregard what I said about Chikrin earlier, but also take it with a grain of salt. But yes, Jacob Chikrin is now an Ottawa Senator. Take it easy, everybody. Uh, next is Nick Bukestad, also with the Arizona Coyotes. He only has a $900,000 cap hit, and he's a UFA at the end of the year. A lot of love for Bukestad so far over this uh, trade deadline season, and the Edmonton Oilers have been uh, connected to him 
for a little while. I think uh, it was Darren Drager last night when uh, Nick Bukestad was scratched for trade-related reasons. He then linked the Edmonton Oilers to Schmal- or to uh, uh, Bukestad, excuse me, which made me think maybe the Oilers double dip with Chickering. But that's just creative thinking. Uh, the next player, also on the Arizona Coyotes, Nick Schmaltz. Now, Schmaltz is actually getting a lot of love from a lot of teams. I believe it was Frank Valley that mentioned uh, some NHL team officials are saying he's a sneaky good player and it could be a very good addition. He's currently sitting at a $5.85 million deal up until 2027. So you do have term, but you also have a pretty big cap hit. So I think if the Edmonton Oilers were to trade for Schmaltz, it would have to be with some sort of retention. Obviously, with $9.1 million, and potentially with uh, CC Yamamoto and Fogel, there is some wiggle room. But are you willing to do that if that doesn't necessarily... Does that move make you better? I don't know. Just an option. Uh, four more uh, quick targets here for the Oilers. Uh, one of them is maybe a fever dream as well, but I thought I'd, I'd mention it too. But uh, the f- first, we'll start off with John Klingberg as well, currently making $7 million dollars. Way too much for John Klingberg. That's going to be a deal that 100% has salary retention and possibly, actually probably, is going to have a third team in it. But there was interest in Klingberg and the Edmonton Oilers in this offseason. And I I think I said either on this show or just uh, with that uh, quick video right after the trade with Gil, I could see the Edmonton Oilers adding an, another offensive defenseman. I think if the Edmonton Oilers can do it for the right price, I could see them adding one more offensive defenseman, especially if that means Cody Ceci. Not saying that the Oilers want him off the books, but if the Edmonton Oilers can get CC to be the defenseman going the other way, not a Bouchard, not a Broberg, I think the Edmonton Oilers would be a little interested in that deal. Uh, Three more players are all forwards. The first one being Max Domi. He's having a great season in Chicago, garnering a lot of interest, but there's also been rumors that he may be looking to extend his contract as well. So uh, a price may be coming at a little bit of a premium for Domi, considering they want to potentially keep him. But I love Domi. I think he'd be a fantastic addition to the Edmonton Oilers, adding that just little bit of grit. He's not his dad. I know a lot of people, and I hate doing that to a player like him. Uh, but he can add a little bit of an edge with scoring skill. Will play in your middle six, probably even your top six with uh, McDavid too. So that'd be a nice little addition for $3 million. I mean, you were paying that for uh, a Puliarvi already. A straight swap for Yamamoto and Domi, would you do it? I don't know. I'm just, I'm spitballing here. Uh, Last two, Adam Henrique, who's currently sitting on, uh, well, he's injured, uh, talking about whether or not he'll be on LTIR when he's traded. Then teams or the NHL sent a memo saying that they're going to monitor players who are on LTIR and all this and that. And they're talking about Henrique and Gustav, or Gustav Nyquist, excuse me. I like this deal. I think Henrique would be a fantastic ad for the Edmonton Oilers, especially in the playoffs. But Henrique wouldn't be ready to go right away. He would have to wait. The Oilers would have to wait. However, 
if the Edmonton Oilers were able to pull that and he goes on to LTIR until playoffs, that adds another $5.825 million to the LTIR. It could be possible. Uh, the final name here for you, uh, I just wanted to mention because I... I saw it suggested. I didn't see anybody say that there is talks or or that this is even conceptually a thing. But how about Brock Besser? I I know it's it's a big price six point six five million dollars per year up until uh, up until two thousand twenty five. A lot of money there. If you can add a 3.1 mil in Yamamoto, get the uh, Canucks to retain in some sort, maybe toss in a CC2, I don't know. Uh, you you got to get the money to work in some way, but I think he would be pretty good next to Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl. So I, I think that would just, it, more of just trying to take advantage of a bad situation. I think there's better fits for Besser as well, like a Minnesota or something like that. But you never know. So either way, right now, the Edmonton Oilers are sitting with a $450,000 cap space and potentially could get up to $1.3 million by the time the deadline comes on Friday. Alrighty, but before Friday, the Edmonton Oilers have a massive measuring stick game tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs have been fantastic in the trade market, and we're basically going to see some massive, massive deals or massive, massive trades that have happened out on the ice already. If that makes sense, either way, let's preview that matchup in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you've got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Indeed helps star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Indeed assessments take the stress out of the interview process. Your candidates don't need to prove themselves again. And you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent. And according to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. The offer is valid through March 31st. That is Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. 
Now, you might be hard-pressed to tell these two teams playing at Rogers Place tonight, but the NHL trade deadline is on Friday, March 3rd, so join us live on the Locked On NHL YouTube channel from 12 to 2 p.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time as the Locked On NHL hosts break down the biggest deals from across the league. I will be there from 12 to 2. I can't wait. Deadline season. Dre deadline day is like a national holiday in my household. I guess it wouldn't be a national holiday. But I will be there, so make sure you tune in because that is going to be so much fun. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty, let's get into this big matchup for the Edmonton Oilers against the Toronto Maple Leafs as the brand new, basically, uh, Maple Leafs come into town. Busy day for them yesterday. However... Two of their acquisitions that they made yesterday will not suit up in Edmonton. Eric Gustafson, former Edmonton Oiler draft pick, and Luke Shen, former Toronto Maple Leaf, now current Toronto Maple Leaf, uh, will not play tonight. They will meet the team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, in Calgary tomorrow so we will talk about what their lineup looks like first but you don't care about the Maple Leafs right now you care about the Edmonton Oilers and yes Matias Ekholm will be in the lineup for the Edmonton Oilers tonight he's been doing all of his uh, new team things getting his headshot done and uh, getting his brand new uh, locker room dressing uh, locker room stall I guess Uh, he actually took over Tyson Berry's uh, old locker room stall which makes sense I guess but he took over uh Barry's locker room stall which is right next to Philip Broberg hmm interesting I want to talk a little bit more about Ekholm in just a second but let's get to the uh the lineups excuse me for tonight's game as the Edmonton Oilers didn't have a formal practice today so we will know more about lines once uh basically warm-up comes uh but I think this is what the Oilers lineup will look like tonight Ryan Nugent Hopkins will line up on the left side of Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman Warren Fogle I think will get bumped up to that second line with Leon Dreisaitl and Tyler Yamamoto, Clean Costin alongside Ryan McLeod and Matias Yanmark on the third line. And Derek Ryan and Devin Shore will be the 10th and 11th forwards as the Edmonton Oilers will go 11-7 tonight. Darnell Nurse will be with Cody Ceci. I think Matias Ekholm is going to chalk in next to Evan Bouchard on the second pairing. I think there will be obviously some maneuvering considering the Oilers are going 11-7, but it'll be interesting to see who he lines up with for his first shift as an Edmonton Oiler. Philip Broberg on the third pairing alongside Brett Kulak and Vinny DeHarnay makes up the seventh defenseman. It seems like Stuart Skinner is probably going to get the start tonight. Jack Campbell will not get the start against his former team, at least for right now. But uh, things can change. Uh, These two teams do play again in the next couple of weeks as well, so we can see uh, potentially Jack Campbell against his former team in Toronto. 
that's probably what they're waiting for. Uh, but let's go to the flip side. The Toronto Maple Leafs, the brand new Toronto Maple Leafs are uh, reportedly going to look like this. Michael Bunting is on the top line alongside Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. The second line, John Tavares. Great add in Ryan O'Reilly on the second line. Second line center and William Nylander on that right side. Alex Kerfoot on the third line with David Kampf and Cal. Yarn Croke and the fourth line include Zach Aston Reese, new addition, and a former or a guy that actually two guys that the Edmonton Oilers were looking at. Nola Chari on as the center for the fourth line, and Sam Lafferty on the right side on that fourth line. That's going to be tough for Edmonton Oilers fans to see. But the uh, defense look like looks like this for the uh, Maple Leafs. I keep wanting to say Blue Jays. It's baseball season, baby. Uh, but the Maple Leafs look like this. Uh, almost called him Ryan O'Reilly again. Morgan Riley on the top pairing with Justin Hall. Jake McCabe alongside TJ Brody. And Mark Giordano will play alongside Timothy Lilligren. I believe Elias Samsonov will get the start tonight most likely. And Joseph Wall will get the start tomorrow in Calgary. Now, a couple of quick notes. As mentioned, Eric Gustafson will not suit up for the Leafs tonight. Now, that means Morgan Riley will be the power play quarterback for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, that also means the Edmonton Oilers won't have their quarterback on their power play with Barry being traded. But... Why is that important? Well, first of all, Gustafson has been a fantastic quarterback. Well, he, especially in the absence of John Carlson with the Washington Capitals, he has uh, stood his job well there. Very, very strong uh, offensive defenseman. And again, Oilers draft pick. But why is that important? Well, the Edmonton Oilers, of course, have the best power play in the NHL. But the Toronto Maple Leafs have the fifth best power play in the NHL they currently sit with a 25.3%. However, uh Jake McCabe will be in the lineup for the Maple Leafs in this one and why is that important? Well, the Edmonton Oilers, we all know their penalty kill struggles with a 76.6% uh, and the Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah, not so much. They have an 81.5% penalty kill. The Edmonton Oilers are going to be in pretty heavy against uh, the Maple Leafs when it comes to the special teams. Hopefully the Edmonton Oilers can win that battle. Now, we all know how good the Edmonton Oilers are at filling the net, but how good are they are preventing the other team from filling their net? Well... Without Matthias Ekholm, not very good. The Edmonton Oilers sit 20th when it comes to goals against per game. And on the flip side, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they sit 4th with a solid 2.62. We shall see how much Matthias Ekholm affects that number. And maybe we will see that application Tonight, 6 o'clock puck drop at Rogers Place for the Oilers and the Maple Leafs. Two teams that have been very active at the deadline or deadline week, I guess. I saw, I believe it was Greg Wisniewski uh, was on Jeff Merrick's show today. And he said, uh, the trade deadline used to be Christmas Day. But now this year, it's been, uh, the trade deadline has been Hanukkah, basically. <laughs> you get it every day of the week. And that is exactly what we've gotten so far and these two teams have been a very big part of it i have a feeling these two teams 
aren't done yet. We shall see what they do by Friday, but could tonight influence what they do? We shall see. Six o'clock puck drop at Rogers Place. Alrighty, let's wrap up today's episode with the ghost of Oilers past. And this ghost, yes, he used to play with Leon Dreisaitl, but he didn't just play with Leon Dreisaitl. He tore up Germany with Leon Dreisaitl. Just how much did he tear up Germany with Leon Dreisaitl? And I have a feeling you already know who I'm talking about. We will talk about him in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Now listen, I'm a basketball fan. I'm a Clippers fan, but the Clippers don't play tonight, so I couldn't give you any Clippers lines. But I can give you the worst team in Los Angeles' line because LeBron may be out for a little while with his little foot injury. Ooh. And they play Canadian Shy Gilgis, Shay Gilgis Alexander. Depends how you want to say it. And as well, you can't forget about Lou Dort. Yes, the Montreal native. He is also on that OKC team. Hey, you can't forget about Josh Giddy. He's pretty cool too. But they are currently the favorites. The OKC Thunder are the favorites in this game against the Lakers. They currently have a line. A money line of minus 164. They are the favorites in that one. And the Lakers plus 138. I'm surprised, to be honest, that is that it's not bigger. Either way, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss out on your chance to get your no-sweat First bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Alrighty, let's wrap up today's episode with the ghost of Oilers past. And as mentioned, this guy used to play with Leon Dreisaitl Youth Hockey. With Leon Dreisaitl, it wasn't that long ago that he was an Edmonton Oiler. However, him as an Oiler alongside Leon Dreisaitl couldn't re-spark that magic they had back when they were playing U16 and U18 hockey in Germany. And that is Dominic Cahoon. Yes, on November 1st, 2020, the Edmonton Oilers would go on to sign a childhood friend of Leon Dreisaitl's Dominic Cahoon to a one-year $900,000 contract. Now, I remember him in preseason that year, and he was pretty good. He had a pretty good start to his uh, Edmonton Oilers career. However, it wouldn't stand. 48 games for uh, Cahoon as an Edmonton Oiler, 9 goals, 6 assists, 
15 points for him in 2020-2021. He would then, at the end of the season, however, uh, on September 6, 2021, would sign with SC Burn of the National League, the NL. No, not talking about the MLB. I'm talking about the Swiss League out in Switzerland. Uh, he signed a three-year deal up until 2023-2024. We'll talk about how he's currently doing in just a second, but I want to talk about his numbers with Leon Dreisaitl when they were kids. He played with Leon in U16 and one year in U18 before they went off to go play in uh, North America. I'm going to read you off the numbers between these two players, okay? Playing with each other in 2009-2010 U16 hockey. Dominic Cahoon in 27 games had 56 goals, 70 assists, 126 points. 126 points. That is insane. Dry sidled that same year, 26 games played, 48 goals, 55 assists, 103 points. Yes, Cahoon outscored Dreisaitl, but wait, it doesn't stop there. The following year, in 2010-2011, Cahoon in 30 games, 69 goals, 137 assists, good for 206 points. You thought that was impressive? Wait till you hear Leon Dreisaitl's line in 29 games, 97 goals, that's fitting, 95 assists, good for 192 points. Yes, that was, uh, what, 16 points, 14 points less than Cahoon? Still pretty impressive, but they went to the playoffs that year and in five games, five games, Cahoon had 12 goals, 19 assists, for 31 points, and in five games, Leon Dreisaitl had 16 goals, 15 assists, and 31 points. That was their last year in U16. Then they go to U18, and it doesn't stop there. 36 games played, 21 goals, 36 assists, 57 points for Cahoon, and Leon Dreisaitl, 35 games played, 21 goals, 35 assists, good for 56 points. Now you realize why Edmonton Oilers fans were pretty excited when the Oilers signed Cahoon and pretty disappointed when things didn't work out. Now for Cahoon, he is in Switzerland, still playing with SC Bern, and they have a couple of games left. I believe they only have three games left in their season, and right now, so far in 2021, or 2022, excuse me, 2023, in 21 games, four goals, 16 assists, 20 points. Last year in 42 games, 16 goals, 28 assists, 44 points. He had over a point per game last year. And in 63 games so far in Switzerland, 20 goals, 44 assists, 64 points. Dominic Cahoon. 
your ghost of Oilers past for this Wednesday. Alrighty, let's wrap up today's episode. Thank you for making Locked On Oilers your first listen today. Now for your second listen, before you go, make sure you head into Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis local analysis, excuse me, that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcast. Let's wrap it up there, folks. The Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs face off tonight at Rogers Place. Six o'clock puck drop. Matthias Ekholm will make his Edmonton Oilers debut. That one is going to be fun. Hopefully at the end of it, we can all play La Bamba, baby. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.